podcast. I'm Rev Chris. I'm Rev Mike. And a few things been going on uh, here in Aotearoa uh, and across the uh, Pacific uh, in the last wee while. Some uh, not so cool things with the eruption of Fakadi here in Aotearoa uh, and the measles uh, outbreak uh, with our whanaunga over there in Samoa. Yeah, it's sort of on our, on our minds a little bit, eh? Um, and thinking of that sort of developing at the moment, eh? The situation on Fakadi. So, you know, this is us, um, we're kind of holding them in our prayers and mihiana, kia rātou e tū ana ki mui te orinui o te pauri, mui rā kua mate, i runga tonu i te whakaaro, kia haere rātou i runga i te aroa te atua, te atawhai o te ari ki te mana hoki o te wairua tapu, kia hoki hoki Māori e mai. But continuing to think of those who are still worrying for their loved ones, who may be lost still. Um, as well as to uh, the what's been happening over in Samoa, yeah, it's pretty heavy. A lot of tamariki. I think I saw recently. It's up to is it sixty or seventy? Seventy. Yeah, man. But, but I've had a couple of days with no no fatalities, and I read uh, the today their, their um their vaccination rate vaccination. Vac- yeah, I get what you mean. But the rate of vaccinated people yeah. in Samoa is ninety one percent now. Oh, they've gotten it up. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what a cost. Um, but yeah, you know that's sort of been heartbreaking. Eh? Mm. I think it's important in these times for us to um, to pray, really. Yeah. Um, and I know there's sometimes there's like a lot of debate, eh? Like, oh, you know, what what's prayer worth? We we won't get that into that here. But mm. I think, look, we're we're Mahinari, we're Christian. Uh, this is something that we do. We commit ourselves to, and we believe in. Um, you know, and continue to hold them in our prayers. Definitely. Uh, but as well as in our awareness. And, you know, and then as well as what we'd say is prayer is nothing without um, working on ourselves and also action and activity mm-hmm. and um, justice and peace. Yep. And so, you know, if there are things that you can do as well, those are essential to praying. Yeah, I think with a lot of these things happening more and more uh, nowadays, I know definitely on social media, Keep people saying, "Man, what what's thoughts and prayers gonna do?" Yeah. And I and I, I think what you're saying is true, eh, Mike? That um, thoughts and prayers by themselves are fine, um, but the power of those thoughts and the power of those prayers um, is really lived out once you put a bit of action. Yeah, well, uh, they well they it. go together, right? Eh? They're both you know they're both meaningful for us. They you know powerful things for us. It's it's what our faith is, what we believe in. Um, but you know, the longer quoted or about prayer is. Is that we're we're kind of growing and we're learning and we're developing and being a kind of people that that is acting on these things as well too. Yeah. Um. You know. And so if we're sitting to one side praying and meanwhile there is no justice. Mm. Uh. No. Well, that sounds like a weird way of putting it. But you know, if we aren't also working for justice and working for peace and showing aroha and what we do and reaching out to others, but um, even even in church on Sunday, um, you know, it sounds like maybe such a small thing. Uh, we we were the the Kopapa was here in Gizzi. We were installing um, a new priest in charge for the local Tikanga Pakia Parish. Mm-hmm. But you know, it came to the prayers and it came to that part every Sunday where we come to and we pray for those who are sick or ill or you know who are in need. And we made mention as a community. Uh, of our Fanonga and Samoa, mm, cool. who are going through it, and that's sort of that's that whole community gathering together, um, with their hearts and minds turned to that, eh? Mm. And and the way that should go out when we sent out is that you know we continue to kind of maintain that awareness and act in such a way and reach out in such a way that that kind of affects change too. Yeah, which yeah. which can only be a good thing, eh? But yeah, we sort of you know get, going off into a little bit about prayer, but. I guess so, uh, just these things happening all the time, but particularly as we record this, we're thinking about our whanaunga uh, and everyone who's who's involved um, over at Fakati White Island uh, and giving thanks for those, uh, the responders and those involved in, in the kind of rescue operations and those in hospitals looking after mm. those who are kind of critical, injured or sick or and those ministering with those whanau who are grieving at this time and, and sort of anxious and worrying. Um, about their loved ones, um, but yeah, we hold them in in a really meaningful way in our prayers. 
Ai nō reirei runga i tērā wera whakaaro hōhonu a mō rātou mā ki roto o Hāmoa ki, ki te mautere o whakaaria nō hoki a nau mai haramai a e hikama ki Rev Talk, the Mihinare Podcast. Being Mihinare. Being Mihinare. It's awesome, bro. Being Mihinari? I definitely rate it. I rate it too. Uh, over and above what? Over and above. <laughs> we could get into some um, some, some strife. Some ecumenical trouble. Yeah. Over and yeah. above um, not being Mihinari. Yeah. We, we, we can't risk getting um, any of our uh, ecumenical friends uh, offended. Me, mihinari is big though. It's big whānau. Lots of people... When we say mihinare, we mean Māori Anglican. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but the Māori side of it includes a lot of people. Does Anglican side includes like 70, 80 million people around the world, and and the whakapapa of how many millions? One billion. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that maths works, <laughs> <laughs> but the Māori side of it includes all our Māori whanaunga too. Yep, that's part of the whakapapa and the whānau. Is it? Well, I'll take it. But a part of being mihinari, being Māori and Anglican, rather than just being, I don't know, what else, what else is there? Being not Māori and Anglican. It's hard to know what you're not. When you aren't. Yeah. Oh, that should be in a fortune cookie. I think some European philosopher probably already wrote about it. Probably. Anyway, part of being mihinari is uh, how we sort of, not only just how we order ourselves, but how we give expression um, to what and who we are. Uh, and how we worship. So this past, not this past weekend, the weekend yeah, before that, before. Uh, we not had, that it matters to the listener. Nah, because who time, knows what day what this does is time going mean? Yeah. yeah, did we put a podcast out? Not last this week? last weekend. Whenever you're listening <laughs> to it, we had um, our yearly service of ordination, which is where people uh, come together from all over Tairawhiti, uh to witness uh, sort of the vows, the declaration, and the ordination. Of new ministers, ordinations are fancy word of of basic fancy way of saying like the making of. That's what it says in the Rauri. Does it? The making of deacons. Yep. Mm. Uh, so we we ordained some deacons, some priests. We commissioned a kaikarakia. We recognised a po karakia. Mm. And um, for you, yeah, and there were confirmations too. And for you Anglicans out there, you must be thinking, man, you guys must have a real big cathedral to do all that in. And I'll say, yes, we do. Yeah. Well, I felt like Mitch, Hed- Mitch Hedberg just then. <laughs> yes, we do have a big cathedral. Because um, our cathedral is Tairawhiti. The biggest. And greatest. And most beautiful, yeah. Most beautifulest. So yeah. in Tikanga Māori. Our stained glass windows are Te Ao. Oh, Yeah. And the baptismal font is Te Moana. This is where I do it. Um So in the Māori part of the Anglican Church, there are no cathedrals. Um, why, why not, Chris? Because we looked at all the Pākehā cathedrals and thought, man, they waste a lot of money on those buildings. Let's not build one. We also didn't have a lot of money. No, well, no, yeah. Let's not riff on that. Because we already had places what? where we gathered. What are they called, Michael? Congregational. No. <laughs> Um, Prisons Kingdom Oh wait 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 sorry uh. <laughs> Yeah so, so part, I'm just going to try and bring this back on track While Michael's uh, doing his thing over there So part of our tikang is that a lot of our big karakia A lot of our big services aren't held in cathedrals Some Most of the time they're not even held in churches Instead they're held on marae uh, In our kainga across Tairawhiti Yeah so it, We're going for any Māori listening to this any Māori worth their song? No, I won't do that. <laughs> but for most Māori kind of listening to this, it just makes sense anyway, eh? Maraya mm. kind of already that amazing space um, that that have been worked on across generations uh, as the places where we go to gather to celebrate uh, for the big moments uh, in our in our lives as a community and as a people, and yep. and, and for the the hard moments too, and those and for um, times of tangihanga and sorrow and grief and um but you know when we need to gather and do something special we, we already have marae yeah 
That that's not to say that um, we don't do these things in churches, but it is to say that um, it's not foreign for us to be having these big karakia, these yeah. important karakia on well, or, or it's natural. It's a seamless kind of you know as yeah. much as like. There's no stretch for us. Eh? And, to, and to be honest, for a lot of our places, often the marae and that marae space will be bigger than the whirikarakia. Yeah. What, what that can hold. Well, and, and the thing there too, eh, is, um, is our marae are sacred spaces for us. Yeah. Um, like, like Michael was saying, because they're the venue for lots of life's biggest moments, um, they're natural places to have things like ordinations or baptisms or, or confirmations or whatever. And, and there's tikanga, there's protocols that govern those spaces. Mm. Um, but even, even those protocols just go towards adding to uh, the environment um, and the sacredness of that space when it comes to things like karakia uh, or to ordinations or baptisms or confirm, confirmations. So basically, babe, who needs a cathedral when you got a marae? Yeah, well, even like an argument towards like, because we've thought, so have we explained what cathedrals are yet? Not, you know, assuming some don't know. No. What are they? I'm, just, I'm wondering if I know. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, I'll, I'll give you um, my, my Chris interpretation. I'm doing some postgraduate work in the area of liturgy, so you can take this to the bank and exchange and, it for one cent. And be declined. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, they're just big churches. They're usually the principal church within... Arohe or area, and they're a cathedral because they have the bishop's seat in it. So, the for want of a more modern word, the throne of the bishop, the cathedral, or, yeah, the cathedral of the bishop, hence cathedral. And that's a um, symbol that of, cathedral? of what? What's the cathedral? The seat. Mm. Oh, like of the like of the manner of the bishop. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's basically what makes a cathedral. They're just, but when we say they're big churches, they're big churches. Yeah. So we've been to some overseas. Well, we have some. Obviously, we have some in New Zealand. Bay, bay. Um, small change compared to what's in England. Yeah. Well, and we've been to some overseas too, which are mm. just immense. Yeah. Um, but but like oh, we were, I was a bit tongue in cheek about it at the top of the segment, but they are a real drain for money. Yeah. So, so like keeping those places operating and going, even just something simple like keeping the heat on in a cathedral is super expensive. Um, and there's just like constant like, repairs. Went to one cathedral in, in England, can't remember which one it was. But yeah, basically they have a team of stonemasons who are just constantly working. Yeah, just moving around. Mm. So once, once they're finished they on that there, tower, yeah. move to the next one, move to the next one, and then that's them. And it's been that way since they built the cathedral. Man. You know, which, which for some of them is like, Hundreds of years old. When well, you've even like you know, it's, it's been a particular um, corridor down in Christchurch, eh? Yeah, with, yeah. With the earthquake kind of destroying the cathedral there. Well, and the and the Catholics have just come out with their plan, eh? Yeah. So they're moving closer into the middle of town, and the cathedral's going to be a part of a precinct, oh, which yeah. has like shops and malls and housing and yeah, pretty cool. So just like a motto. Well, yeah, basically. That, that, and but maybe that's the other thing, eh? Like for a lot of us, cathedrals are basically museums. Like, there's that thing over there. One of the interesting, like, if you kind of compare, maybe we'll get a bit back more back on track in a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but even that's one of my things. Like, even when, when we've worked in cathedrals and um, have hosted hui in those places, because you know they, that's the big venue mm. in the middle of a uh, an area or here. Um, but I've always kind of come away from those spaces thinking like a cathedral doesn't have life. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> no, more like a, a iwi kaing or a ho kaing. Um, so the the, the kind of the workers there are employed, well, and well, well, maybe that's why. Like when we're overseas, like especially in England, we feel like I I've I've had different feeling going to cathedrals in England. And I think maybe the reason is a lot of them still have living chapters at them. Yeah. So, you know, this Westminster Abbey isn't a cathedral. So it's a bit but, more like But a that has a chapter of canons that live on site, that pray on site. Um, whereas the New Zealand cathedrals, I don't think any of them have that. Well, you can, I think, because they have it's chapters, not part but they don't live of tikanga, you can end up where you know, like you've, you've got a few kind of caretakers employed, yeah. etc. I, I think that changes the... 
you know, that's something for me that I, I think is a, is lacking mm. in some places. If they get into that space, um, and, well, and fair enough, eh, some of our marae through depopulation and urbanisation yeah. might, but 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 the tikanga is always there, and even if it's nanny so and so and a couple of the mm. cousins, someone's holding down uh, the fort and keeping the home fires burning and, and turning up. Um, with a huge amount of kind of, you know, wanting to maintain the mana of that marae, you get a sort of a different feel in, in cathedrals. But, yeah, that's just sort of an interesting kind of the way I've felt sometimes when doing hui and kaupapa in, in a cathedral space versus, say, a marae space. But, yeah, and something so something that we've done, and it's I think it's been natural and seamless, is that, you know, if you're going to hold a karakia somewhere, probably most often, the marae is the natural place to take it. Yeah, like it's the first place we think of, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that we've. S- well, yeah, it's not started to do. It's something we we've do. always done. Um, but one of the interesting things, maybe, is so in Tairafte we've moved to just one annual ordination karakia. So that generally means it's going to be bigger. Yeah, because you're going to have more ordinands there, more Fano coming through. Um, so even capacity-wise, actually, a lot of our churches can't handle that karakia on an annual basis. I, I think, though, the other thing... Um, so if you're wondering what on earth we're talking about in this, <laughs> this segment, but basically a Māori Anglican approach to doing karakia is what we're riffing on at the moment, and and how um, having karakia on marae, uh, our experience of that, how that impacts what we do, the way we do it, versus... Perhaps what would happen yeah. if you're in if you're in the, a big karakia or if you're in a big um, cathedral. So one thing that I'm sort of thinking of at the moment is cathedrals. Like you said, you, you might have meant it in sort of like a well, not necessarily a bad way, but just noting it. But cathedrals come with staff, so you well, will yeah. have a dean, yeah. the guy in charge, or the woman in charge of the cathedral. You'll most likely have a precentor as well, who's sort yeah. of like the assistant dude or dudette. Uh, in charge of that space, and you you might have like a choir and a director of music and and all of those things. And like Michael said, most of the time, all paid, fully paid positions, full time positions, which does help to run karakia. Mm. That does help to make things run smoothly. Whereas when we're moving around Kainga and we're moving around Marae, um, it's basically down to the same handful of people to ensure that that's a um, a smooth space that the karakia goes well. Um, and a lot of the times when we uh, are interfacing with the hokainga, they'll be amazing with the kai side of things, the manaki side of things. But when it comes to the karakia, because of their sort of respect for that kaupapa, they just pass it all over to the church, eh? Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, one or two um, people might be responsible for every large karakia uh, in that area, which isn't a bad thing, but just noting it as, as uh, one of those things sitting in the background. Yeah, and I th- and I think conducting karakia on marae, and we t- we're talking more about just like we're not just getting up and doing prayers. No, like entire but like kind of entire like two hours, two hours, sometimes three or four hours, mm. uh, and and that's on on top of like the porphyry beforehand, which itself yeah. could take an hour. Yeah, so I mean, so that's a comparison and a difference. That's a comparison, actually, just every Sunday when you cut a kia yeah, between yeah, so sure. a Māori and church and probably a lot of Pākehā mm. spaces where generally they're you know they're going to have paid people at all, um, and, and then a few more of those people. Well, and, and not not to riff on our Pākehā for nongas or anything, but I, don't, I think we 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 don't do a very bad job at all. I think we all, do all amazing things job. considered. And and I think, but it's a it also what comes through as a particular style of being on the marae. Yeah, it's a different way of leading, a different way of engaging with people, um, and particularly a in Tairafiti, we we're big on um, uh, dad jokes. Yep. Like, well, just humour. Yeah. You got to be funny. You got to yeah, you got to well, link through. Yeah. Whereas the old stiff upper lip Anglican buzz doesn't really translate to the marae. Eh? Well, it's not boring. E- not even at tangi. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird, but. You know, there's the whole of kind of emotion and life um, on display and, and recollections and, you know, regaling people. And so it's not uncommon to be, you know, in tears in one moment and then kind yep. of, you know, filled with laughter in the next and then, you know, in song. And 
um, but but in that marae space, we're kind of same, you know. So even when we're running a karakia, it's kind of keeping things moving and being a lot like probably any Māori in that space, conducting any kind of um, ritual or kaupapare. Yeah, they're kind of employing all those skills to make that all run smoothly. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good training ground. And the thing is, when we port that into, I'll say, parkia spaces, it's a winner. Eh? Yeah, yeah, those skills are transferable. And, and the, you know, people in those spaces love it as well. Like, oh, gee, we wish we could have more of this. Yeah. Um, so it's up there in terms of uh, our style and what we do. Well, yeah, and, and nothing's lost within the karakia just, you know, by virtue of it being on the marae rather yeah. than in a in a cathedral. If anything, I think um, you probably gain more by being in that space. Yeah, and for us, and it kind of it helps for us to be Māori. Yeah. I mean you know, helps um, us retain that kind of Māori tanga, being Māori yep. in that space. Because once you're on the marae again, like you said, it has its protocols, mm. it has its tikanga. Um, it means we stick to that tikanga. So we, sometimes we can get into a church space. So we've run tangi in churches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, we were part of one. We've been part of them anyway, you know, lots of them. And sometimes we all get into that space and we're sort of like, well, oh, you know, who's the hokainga here and who's yep. manuhiri and how's this protocol run? And it, it's actually all a bit awkward because there is no, mm. in my experience of kind of going to sort of non-Māori funerals, um, it, you know, it is a diff- particularly a different tikanga. It, it's different whoever's kind of taking it and whoever's there, um, but it doesn't link for me in the same way, eh? And it is starts to be a little bit foreign to the Māori way of doing things and the Māori experience. Um, so we can get into like a church, four walls sort of church environment, uh, and it's a, it's kind of a weird experience. Yeah. Because you get on the on the marae and things make sense, and I think for the better. Like I said, eh, the way we operate and the skills that we um, have to sharpen and, and put to use um, on the marae atea and on in the marae space, um, actually work really well anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just sort of just you know um, taking uh, sort of recent experience we all had. I think um, I think about the the funeral for Archbishop Brown. Yeah. And how different that would have been if it was in a cathedral. So so pretty commonplace for someone as senior in the church as he was yeah. to have a big karakia in a big cathedral somewhere with all you know the church's finery on show um instead he was at Fangara for a bit yeah. instead we, we we dropped into rahui for a bit and saint Just mary's got stopped on the road uh, got stopped uh, on the road by those hoesians um, yeah. and uh, instead we we ended up at kowai tongo here which um uh, easily one of the most moving experiences of my life both like personally and as a, as yeah. a minita taking part in that karakia and the way that um, those spaces enhanced uh, that experience. Whereas, and I'm not just not saying that that would be necessarily lost if he had, you know, the full-on Anglican karakia in a, in a church, but I am saying that it just feels more natural. Um, and, and for me personally, I feel more confident in that space um, than I perhaps do in a, in a big, big cathedral somewhere. And it's it's not that we can't bring our tikanga to bear anywhere. Mm. I, I just feel like it, it gets brought to bear more in that space. And there's so much to, you know, we could dig into our tikanga. There's so much about it. And the melding of that too with our tikanga hahi, mm. tikanga kreitiana, and, and it's all tikanga Māori. Um, there's so much about that space and so much about that tikanga um, that gets so much right. Yeah. You know, it sets boundaries. It kind of it, it gets everyone in the right space, um, keeps everyone safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it administers to the different kind of needs and the. And I still think, our, you know, we all tikang. We you know we hey uh, me um, You know, uh, when we're not separate from any of our Anglican brothers and sisters, but there's still so much that those other parts of us in our hahi can and should learn um, from our tikanga Māori, eh? Mm. Especially in terms of, like, you know, all the things that we want to achieve as Christians and as Anglicans, 
we have this amazing kind of wisdom in tikanga as Māori and as mihinare that kind of takes those things to the next level. Um, so I think if you really understand, so tangihanga is a big one, eh? but if you really understand the, the tangihanga experience and a tangihanga really run well yep. and with good ministers and, you know, you got your good komatu and the, all the people around. Yeah, it can't be beat, eh? You, you can't really. You, and you could explore all the different facets of that and, and start to see and explain why, you know, why this is such the kind of holistic and um, I want to say kind of full court press or something like that, eh? Like it, 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 it can reach out and touch on every aspect and make sure everything's kind of being done well and in its right place, so that you get brought through that whole experience and you're, you know, you've so for in the tangianga, for example, you know, you will still have lost someone, you'll still be grieving, but you'll be in the best possible place you can be. Um, whereas still, I think on the other side, we where people kind of might not know that as well. Um, you can make it to the end of the tangihanga and still have huge work to do and mm. um, and not having carried through in such a way. But, you know, that's a huge big convo, but I think there is something to be said for space and environment. And, and to be honest, on our marae, particularly on the coast and in a lot of other places, eh, the church is part of the marae anyway. Mm. If you go to your buildings, it's it's uh, whare nui, whare kai, whare karakia, yep. whare paku. It's quite important. <laughs> Hopefully a decent one. And um, on my mother's side, in Tauranga, uh, a lot of the marae have club rooms. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. But it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's part of that. Cruise down to the club. I give you call, talk about like a it's cathedral. Your and chips. <laughs> you got a pub. Cathedral precinct or, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's got all the kind of elements. Because really, really the f- central whakaro is the marae ate, right? Yep. That's the marae. But you, you bring in all this infrastructure to serve and to embody um, everything that's kind of represented there. And and for us, the the church, you know, our tipuna knock these things up in the same spaces, eh? Yeah, on purpose. So you know, that's just so I suppose sacred space, how we use space, um, is just one part of being mihinare that is being Maori and Anglican. Um, that we take in our stride, that enhances our ministry, that enhances um, our karakia um, as Māori Anglicans, um, that maybe might be a bit of a point of difference from uh, Anglicans around the world. So pretty cool just to have a quick yarn about um, the way we do things um, and uh, whether or not we think it's a good idea. Quick fire question, Michael. Karakia marae, are you for it or against it? For it. Totally for it. Nicest cathedral in New Zealand, go. Oh, okay. What do you mean, like a Pākehā one? Yeah. Uh, the nicest one? Nicest, go. Oh, man. Michael's never been to one. Uh, There's a follow-up. Well, Cathedral, uh, Christchurch was nice. That was, that's, yeah, yeah, I quite like that too. Um, all right, ne- next question, Michael. He's answered this before. Oh, have I? Ugliest Cathedral. Uh, Wellington. <laughs> Anglican, specifically. There's something, there's that actual rock though. What is it? What colour is that? It's pink. Puke. Um, <laughs> salmon? Salmon. But it's an actual stone, but there's like a, you know, there's a whole fuck up to that, don't I don't know. Yes, I'm probably being quite insulting. I'd agree with you. Uh, Anglican Cathedral, Christchurch's former cathedral. Nice. Beautiful. Stunning. But also the um, the former Catholic one there. Oh, yeah. The I didn't realise, like, you know, I've seen outside. I've never, never, had never been in it. Favourite Maldi Cathedral? Favourite Māori cathedral? It depends what you're trying to get at here, but St Mary's. Tiki tiki. Oh. <laughs> That's the nickname, Cathedral Ngātipurai. Cathedral Oteo. <laughs> but bae, like our marae, if you start comparing marae... Um, Rakai Hoya. <laughs> bro, but honestly, well, it sounds like I'm bloody joking now. But again, I just the wairua... <laughs> Well, and the thing is, hey, your marae is your marae, bro. Straight up. You go, stay, you know, go there, be proud of your Straight up. Uh, marae I, with I no remember carvings. Archbishop Don's uh, consecration as bishop, Parodangi. It was like oh, a weekend yeah. of 
torrential rain. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if there's one time I wish Mary's had cathedrals, (laughs) it's today. I think we've had a few of those moments where you get onto a marae and the logistics get a bit kind of um, scratchy. But but again, every time afterwards we go, we, we, you know. Wouldn't rather be anywhere else, eh? Yeah. Well, like like the ordinations we just had here in Tairawhiti, beautiful day, sitting on the Atea at Hawati in Uawa, and you couldn't. Find a and more one of the miracles was like uh, for a service with com- uh, commissionings, was, recognition, was a Christmas miracle, confirmations, uh, a bunch of ordinations, and all sorts going on. Like with our experience of Karakia now is like, oh man, this they is go long be like three hours maybe. We started late. We're supposed to start at ten. We started at ten to eleven. We were done at twelve twenty. Yep, I still can't believe it. Maybe you fell asleep. Maybe I'm in the coma right now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is an episode of Lost. Why am I doing a podcast in my coma? Anyway, whānau, uh, whether it's a marae, whether it's a cathedral, the important thing is the space that that creates and how we maintain that sacred space. Um, So uh, it's important that those spaces uh, are kept um, conducive uh, to their purpose, eh? So... And we've talked about, like, Marys have talked about knocking up cathedrals in the past. Yeah, and it's never happened, eh? And it's so like, where do you put it? You get a cathedral in Gizzi, and then what does that mean for Kahungunu Fano and Tamatoa Maui or down? Yeah, you, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird way of. Um, it's not a Maori way of looking at the. Well, world. well, yeah, well, and that's the thing, eh? With all the work that's being done on, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say this buzzword: decolonization and indigenization. Yeah, it seems like a backward step for a priority of the Maori Church yeah. to be creating cathedrals. What we need is a. Ginormous marae. Actually, you know what we're going to do, babe? What? When Te Hokituranga comes back, yeah, we're going to build a complex. Oh, okay. Mm. Around it. Yep. It's quite a small fuddy, eh? No, 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 big fuddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> build a okay. Yep. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. Fakat will be down with that. Mm, there might be a bit of history to get hey, there. The fellow who carved it would be down with. Oh it. no, yeah. Pull on your wrong Fakata links. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight wrong Fakata route. Don't ask me anything more than that about my wrong Kia ora. Kia ora koutou. So Michael was just talking about the the miracle of um, the world's fastest ordination. Mm. And um, we're coming up to a season of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that segue? A season of miracles. Yeah. Although it's not quite yet. Uh, two Sundays ago. Yeah, uh, we're karaka here in Tūranga. I don't know why you keep saying two Sundays. It was two Sundays ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but what if they're listening to this in like three years' time? Time's not like linear anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Fanu, uh, back back to my story. Two Sundays ago, first Sunday in Advent, uh, we were having karaka here in Tūranga. I wasn't rostered on, but I was um, there to total with someone. Two and Sundays. the offertory hymn was Jingle Bells. Oh, yeah. I was there, I was in the pews. You looked angry. The offer, no, well, no, the first hymn was a Christmas carol. They were all Christmas carols, but Jingle Bells was the worst one. Yeah, and they announced it and I thought, what the? Yeah. But yeah. why was that a bad thing? Because it's not Christmas yet. What is it? It's Advent. What? What do you mean, what? Wasn't that the first Sunday in Advent? It was. Yeah, you don't sing Christmas carols well no you can no do you, do you, and do you know what annoyed me what the one song i thought that you would sing in advent wasn't there what oh come oh come emmanuel yeah we did that last sunday did you yeah oh that's right you were playing with the parkers last sunday eh? yeah yeah i was at the maori church keeping it real what did you sing there um <laughs> <laughs> i like that and um Mate Mate. <laughs> <laughs> all seasons and that was us. Yeah. But they got us thinking here at uh, Rev Talk, Me Nadi Podcast Incorporated, <laughs> um, about what, what are some interesting facts around Christmas? Oh, what is and what is not? Kirihi Mete, Kaliki Maka, Kalisi Masi. Masi? Got any others? Uh, uh, oh, what's French? No, Noel? Oh. Um, I'm making it up now. Yeah, no, it's in that um Some that song. The first Noel. Feliz Navidad. No, that's not it. <laughs> 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 Feliz 
anyway, um, because Michael was so angry about us seeing Christmas carols in Advent, we thought, what are things people need to know about Christmas? Michael, your first thing people need to know about Christmas. Uh, that it's not an Advent. Oh. So, we, so the church year starts, so our New Year's is the church year, right? First Sunday in Advent. Yep. That's when our church calendar starts. Um, and there are four Sundays in Advent. Uh, and Christmas comes after that. <laughs> uh, so in terms of church seasons, well, the, because of the, well, well, no, there's lots of things going on, eh? but one of the things too is like we, we almost like could be slaves to, I don't know, the supermarkets and well, the commercialisation of Christmas. Yeah, so they're already going, oh, we're heading into Christmas because that's where people are. But the church year, uh, and in ter- terms of our church journey year by year and what we, we follow and, and work at, um, we work through the season of Advent and kind of preparation and looking ahead towards. Um, but you know, we'll we'll just get into sort of the Christmas spirit, as it were, at least the kind of commercial side of it. And you know, we'll just start kind of singing jingle bells in November. So, rule number one of Christmas: no jingle bells in November. So, Christmas sta- season starts when Christmas. I want to say Christmas. Day. Day. Which is Christmas Eve. <coughs> yeah. Yep. And that means that, uh, like I, I saw um, a sale on recently. Oh, yeah. And they were doing like the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So they start at Christmas and count backwards 12 days. Yeah. And like each day they put something on sale again. But Which kind of works too, for eh? like selling stuff, eh? Like, yeah. oh, we're counting down. But you it's wrong. buy some stuff. Yeah. The 12 days of Christmas, day one is what day? Christmas Day. Christmas Day, far note, 12 days of Christmas. So get your blinking gold rings and your swans and what else is there? People prancing? Pears and something. Partridges? Apples? No, partridges. Uh, Apples. <laughs> Poo kickles? Milkmaids. Milk oh. trees. Um, uh, yeah, kingi haka. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so in terms of so the Advent that season goes kind of four Sundays yep. up till... Um, Christmas Eve and then Christmas days is the Christmas season and then that goes 12 days 12 days to, well if you didn't know now you know yeah act like you know Fano. <laughs> <laughs> what's our second one? Second one, second one second one second one was we did actually talk about this I just can't remember any of them mm. um, there's that, that myth that uh, Coca-Cola Oh yeah, the Coca-Cola invented Christmas. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, was, sorry, sorry. I think you'll find that was Pepsi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny, so funny. The Coca-Cola invented Santa, but it's true that they invented the image of Santa that we or they popularized it. Popularized, all right? There you go. Yeah. But but Santa's always been in a red suitor around. So what's it based on? Uh, Bish- the Bishop of is it Myra? Myra? That sounds right to me. In an age of the internet where we could probably look this thing up, um, yeah, I'm going to say, say Myra. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's where we get St. Nicholas from. He was a bishop uh, back in the day, day, day. Uh, Myra, I think, is somewhere in Turkey, or it was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but an interesting thing about this fella is he is the patron saint of sailors. Merchants, archers, repentant thieves, prostitutes, brewers, pawnbrokers, and children. Yeah. I I can just, I see that Venn diagram. Isn't that like, if you look at quite a few saints, they've got a random collection, particularly in the kind of what the Catholic Church observes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They'll have a real random collection of things that they're saints Party time. Party time. You're a saint. If you were a saint, what would you be the saint of? I'd probably be the patron saint of that feeling you get when you don't want to check your bank balance. <laughs> or or a work email. <laughs> <laughs> when you know that you've overspent, so if you don't check it, you're all good. Like, or you get some mail, yeah. a statement. You just don't open it. Oh, the patron saint of unopened statements. There you go. 
So pray to Chris Farno <laughs> when you find yourself in those moments. So Saint Nick, Santa Claus. Yeah, it all comes from him. He's a bishop. So like the red gear they're wearing is is basically just lifted from um, bishop's bishop's, bishop's clothes. So like Santa's hat is a mitre. Yeah, cool. Um, is his coat and stuff is a cope. Uh, in some pictures, you'll even see him with like the crozier, the staff of a bishop. Um, and for where Saint Nick was, the beard and stuff is just. It's it's all par for the course. One of my favourite stories about him, although I don't think it's like there's no actual canon. Like, yeah. So some of his hagiography, the corridor around him as a saint, is that at the first council of Nicaea, oh, in three twenty five, yeah, um, when they were settling, like I said um, that, like I was there. Oh, he, oh, before oh, yeah, yeah. he, he took the minutes. Yeah. Um, they were settling disputes. They were, so they were trying to unify the church, and so they were settling theological issues. He was a follower there called Arius, yeah, who wasn't yeah. down with the Trinity. We, we got a local priest here who might be down with Arius. Um, and uh, Saint Nick got a bit angry at him and punched him in the face. Yeah. yeah we got a saint here in Tate Arthur who did something similar to a Mormon. Way too, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's quite a, I, I find that to be quite a cool story. So Saint Nick and punching people in the face, saint of that? Yeah, yeah, saint of punching people in the face. Oh, no, no, punching heretics in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't just go around punching. <laughs> punching anyone I think No 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 We're obviously joking Fine eh? Don't punch anyone Yep we're joking Punch not want not <laughs> Okay Another corridor around Kalikimaka So Saint Nicholas um, Oh I got one The 25th of December Is not Jesus' birthday Isn't it Oh my blow Oh so so the churches There was lying. one of our secrets Our Christian secrets oh, Where we'd just like Say it as and then laugh at everyone Yeah It's like the queen eh Yeah she got two birthdays She's so old She got two birthdays <laughs> <laughs> But when's um, When's Queen's birthday Weekend I know somewhere At the beginning of the year Queen's birthday First like in July Yep I want to see it But basically What the goal is With Christmas Is we have in the church What's called feast days mm. And they're days On which we commemorate stuff so it doesn't necessarily mean it happened that day. It just means that's the day we commemorate it. So for the birth of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, the church decides to celebrate that on the 25th. We don't actually think that Jesus was born on the 25th of December. Okay? So um, stop being mean to us about it. Yeah, so it's just when we mark that birthday. Mm. So I was born on the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels. So you're called Michael. What's the law? So but you're telling me that's not actually St. Michael and All Angels' birthday? I don't think every angel in the world was born on your birthday, no. But one was. His name's Michael Lee. Don't <laughs> <make it in. laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. What's our other Christmas facts? Oh, fact or fiction? Fact or fiction. Oh, bro, do you remember that program? With Jonathan Frakes? I do, actually. Bro, who did he play in Star Trek? Um, Commander, Commander Riker. Riker yeah. Oh! Anyway. Yes. But there was a bit of a tangent. There's a new Star Trek coming out too. He's going to be in it. Oh, bro. Guess what? Captain Picard. Guess what trailer I watched today? What? The Pope season two. Oh. Do you know the storyline? I've seen three episodes of the first season. So, Fana, just so you know at home, I'm going to share with you the storyline real quick. Okay. Okay. So, Lenny, who's the new Pope in season one, yep. played by... Uh, oh, what's his name? Ah, uh, The British... Yeah, I can see his face. Jude Law. Jude Law. I saw him in Soho when I was in England. Anyway, a subtle break. Um, he's gone into a coma. In the last episode of the last season, he faints. And he's in a coma in the second season of The New Pope. And they think that he's incapacitated. He's never going to wake up, whatever. So they uh, create and vote for a new pope, who's played by John Malkovich. Oh, um, wow. And the new pope is even more nuts than Lenny. Yeah. Um, and then Lenny wakes up. Wow. So there's two popes. Watch the trailer, Fano. It's quite the soap opera. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so Christmas fact <laughs> or fiction. <laughs> That's good to know, though. What do you got? What do you got? So St. Nick was real. 25th of December isn't actually... Jesus' birthday. Doesn't have to be, but that's when we mark... Yeah. Uh, that co-papa. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday. Um, There's also a cool story about St. Nick raising three babies from the dead. Oh. They were butchered and put in brine. 
and the local butcher was going to um, sell them as pork sausages because he was a famine. Yeah. Let's not finish the segment on that note. <laughs> and, and the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah. We don't have any other Christmas facts. Don't we? Yeah. I'm sure we can think of one. Go, five seconds to think of another Christmas fact. Christmas is not based on an old Roman festival. I feel like you're going to have to give us a reference. They didn't take it over. I don't actually know a reference. I know, but they, a lot of Christian um, feast days and holidays and stuff like that, they often say, oh, you took over some some yep. ancient pagan festival, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is kind of set of Christmas sometimes, but it actually isn't. Well, I don't know what the one is around there. I think that, but basically there are Roman festivals every day. Yeah. So if you want to find one. You're going to find one. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it was, it, so Christmas in particular wasn't though. That's interesting. Semi-interesting. <laughs> Next time like someone who follows a traditional Roman pagan way of life says to you, <laughs> stole that from me. So, say, well, actually, no, I didn't. Actually. <laughs> How do you know that? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. Have, do you listen to Rooftop when we know the forecast? <laughs> Any, any other Christmas factoids? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jesus was born on Christmas, but not born on Christmas. Did you did you read an article that said something <laughs> like Jesus was most likely born in March? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're pretty far off it. Eh? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's like if you if we waited nine months to celebrate your birthday, you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna be preaching a sermon about like. Presents. Yeah, not getting any. Yeah, I think people miss the yeah, the, the hohonutanga. Yeah, we, we've got it. a um, secret center going in the office at the moment. I've bought my secret center present. Oh yeah, Mike hasn't done his yet. I did buy it. It's just um, stuck at customs. It was overnight delivery, and I I ordered it a week ago, <laughs> and it still hasn't arrived. <laughs> and when's our when are we doing Friday. the exchange? Two days mm. from now. Oh well, I'll just have to get something else. Cool. I'll grab your present, write my person's name on it. <laughs> That'll be awkward. Oh, will it? If you want a present from Rev Talk Mihinari Podcast, um, comment. <laughs> <laughs> comment on this podcast. Comment on this podcast and we'll send you something in the mail. I think we should end this now. What are you doing for Christmas? What am I doing for Christmas? I just recently found out that I'm going to Christchurch. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny because we all knew long before you did. Yeah. So it was meant to be like a surprise. Yeah, big surprise, yeah. Like on the day surprise? Yeah, so like Charlene said to me she had even been taking notes of what I've been wearing each day so she knew what clothes to pick to make sure <laughs> that I'd wear them. And when so I like went, she would, would it be like the night before or the day off? No, she said she was going to tell me at the airport. How was she going to get you to the airport? I don't know. I wouldn't ask that many questions though. I you just like would have been angry about it. <laughs> Why are we going to the airport? Anyway, sitting in the um, common room the other so day. So obviously the surprise has been sprung. The bishop told me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's good like that. That's what are you just, doing? That's his prerogative. What are you oh, what am I doing for Christmas? I'm staying in Gizzy. Oh, yeah. Working on your uh, assignment? Chilling. Yeah, we've got like study to do our assignments. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm hopefully just like chill, zone out. I mean, the, the, the... Gaming? The trick with being a... Well, I wish... But kind of we're being priests and stuff too, even though you're going to dodge. Because um, <laughs> we have a couple of services we have to do around Christmas. Yeah, but which, we, is, which, which is cool. That week from Christmas to New Year's though was usually fairly clear unless you've got like a tonguey pops up or something. Or so. five unveilings in one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like some of our priests do. But um, yeah, but what it often means is like, yeah, you don't kind of get to sort of, you know, oh, okay. I can have a break now, probably like Boxing Day or something. And yeah. But look, really looking forward to it. I feel like we can't get through this segment without saying Jesus is the reason for the season. You just said it. Yeah, tick that box. At least one person's having a skull. <laughs> of. Anyway, uh, from all of us here, both Michael and myself, we're really wishing you fellas um, a happy Christmas, a Merry Christmas even. Happy holidays, awesome new year. Uh, this is our last podcast uh, for this year in Happy season Hanukkah. one. Yep. Happy Hanukkah, yeah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, yeah. Yep. 
What's that? That's Black Christmas, though. <laughs> so we've got what? Black Christmas, Jew Christmas, and what? Actual Christmas. No, just Christian Christmas. Well, no, they're not. The, well, that's their holidays in this period. <laughs> we, we, happy, happy, happy holidays. What's the Māori one? Uh, um, and you exchange um, um, pew pews. <laughs> <laughs> All those those hats made out of flex. <coughs> I think they call them portai. Which you can get in rasta colours if you're going to like um, One Love. Bro, those hats are mean. Oh, okay. I've got one. <laughs> it's hope, not Rasta though. I hope my secret centre got me one. Straight maroon. My one. Yeah. Anyway, what were we saying? Happy holidays. I was, I was in the middle of wishing everyone happy. Oh, Jesus is <laughs> the reason holidays. for the season. Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason for a cri- Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, that doesn't even rhyme. Jesus is the reason for... The season. The season of Christmas. Yeah. Thank you, fellas, for joining us over the last... Uh, yeah, it's been a year. Why was there a bit of a break between the last podcast and this? Oh, one? we we went on a bit of a junket over to America. I'm pretty sure too that we recorded podcasts and you just never put it up. Yeah, no, we're going to be putting up that podcast. We just have to clear <laughs> some certain copyright issues because it was recorded on location. Uh, the so, sensors, so, uh, so once we clear those copyright issues, um, it'll be up uh, maybe in the new year. Okay, good point. When so, are we when are we back? We are going to be back the first week in February. I bet um, our three listeners now, because it's grown from two, can't wait. Yeah. Rev Talk. The Mihinare Podcast. Toi tu te rangi, toi tu te whenua, toi tu te aroha o te atua, toi tu ona manaki tanga katoa, maudi ora e te ariki. Amine. Amine. <laughs>